Welcome back to the prolific Not Perfect podcast with me, Nicole Bremner. And this is the podcast where together with my guests, I share with you ideas on how to be prolific and not perfect and how to build that life full of passion and fulfillment that you've always wanted. I'm so glad you can join us. Please do check out my other podcasts around the topics of investing, entrepreneurship, property and many other topics, which can all be found at NicoleBremner.com. I am very excited to be joined today by the lovely Joelle Botello, who is an interior and furniture designer, and also my neighbor here in Hackney. Hi, Nicole. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Now, we met years ago now, didn't we? We have indeed. Long, long time Does ago. Does that make us old? No. No, we're not old. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and we met through a mutual friend, Jane, Correct. who unfortunately doesn't live in the UK anymore. I know. And, we uh, miss you, Jane. We do miss you, Jane. We'll send this over. We'll dedicate this podcast to Jane. Oh, to Jane and nice. Andrew in Nashville. They're here soon, right? Next week. <laughs> yeah, they must be coming over soon. We always miss each other. And uh, you were doing something quite different then, weren't you? You were working at Donna Karan. I was, yes. When we met, I was the uh, managing director for Donna Karan New York and international business development for um, the Middle East and Asia. So, and yeah. that explains your flair for fashion because you always look incredible. <laughs> Thank you. It's your eyes. Uh, yeah, I love fashion. You know, it's a big part of my uh, my life. I worked 22 years in fashion. Uh, you know, in my six my, in my past 16 years before I started Casa Botelho, uh, I was with Donna Karen New York. So I spent 16 years there building a brand and working at retail, wholesale, you know, doing fashion shows, uh, rebuilding stores, um, you know, the whole spank. I was involved in the windows, um, display, which made me really love what I do today. You know, I've learned a lot pr- from that experience. And also working with Donna Karen very closely was really cool. And was that the transition then, that um, the, the transition from fashion into interiors and styling? Yeah, I mean, I always loved it. I always loved doing up my house and moving things around. You know, my partner was thinking I was crazy all the time. Why are you moving things again? Um, but then when we did this uh, big renovation at um, the Graham Road, which you've been there many times, uh, we, I've, we've done a lot of bespoke pieces, like beautiful stuff. There was totally bespoke for each kind of little niche in the house and uh and i really did put my own stamp on it and you know with the results which is a huge success um uh, i realized that i had i could do that for a living you know i really enjoyed doing it i uh i love I, I i saw that i had the skills to do it and and then i took the chance i left on a car and started my own business yeah, that must have been really exciting and nerve-wracking. And I remember uh, hearing about yeah. your your transition from Jane at the time. But your house is stunning. Thank you. And at the time, how, how long ago did you do the major renovation? The major renovation, so I would say about four, four years ago. Four yeah. years ago, yeah. So at the time, even then, that's I was also renovating a property, or just after you yes, actually, on Graham Road in Hackney. And you were really quite ahead of your time in, in the, the renovations and in the style that you were, you were doing in your home. Yeah, we kind of created this unique style. We actually call it masculine glamour. Uh, it's kind of a mix of art deco meets industrial glamour in a way. So sharp lines, you know, very clean. But we also love a little bit of boldness, you know, bold colors, bold finishes, uh, bold materials, you know, um, so mixing the old and the new is something that we do very well today. And that was part of the whole uh, design concept when I created Casa Botelho. We have a lot of beautiful 
uh, old corners, say details on the ceiling, moldings, and so forth, and like 1920s chandeliers from Belgium, and then with very modern furniture as well. So it was kind of mixing the two worlds. Uh, which yeah, it's came that out juxtaposition, really well. isn't it? Yeah. It works so well. And I love, whenever I think of you, I, I and and your beautiful designs. I think of the vibrant jewel-coloured velvets in yes, the furniture. That's what we, we are known for, actually. And But it's not just about the vibrant colours. How do you put the vibrant colours together? Because you can put, you know, vibrant colours together and it can look really awful. I really like things that are... I always talk about symmetry, uh, and, and I'm crazy about symmetry, but it's not about, like one plus one equal two you know it's about how the colors really connect with each other i've learned something from donna karen actually it was all about she also talked about connecting the dots how do you connect the dots in the design or how do you connect the dots in a sculpture and actually her husband have a book they call connecting the dots um and then i use that a lot when i'm talking to clients you know it's like how do you connect the rug with the cushion with the art and the flowers and even your coffee book you know all those little details when you connect them together it creates a beautiful magic interiors and is that with colors and with textures how everything do you do colors textures uh symmetry on its own like you know you know two paintings or two mirrors that are equal in a room uh, we like multiples twos or threes i think that creates something really interesting as well especially with lighting i think when you have multiples in lighting it really you know creates this unique experience from day to evening uh, i actually had a friend staying over looking at the boys this weekend and then uh he's like oh my god when i put the lights the the dimmed i dimmed all the lights at night and he's like, I thought I was in a boutique hotel. It was so beautiful. And, you know, he put the, the music and the fireplace on and he had the boys with him. He's like, oh, my God, I'm in heaven. Well, your house does look like a boutique hotel. It is <laughs> absolutely you. stunning. And I will get some pictures up on my Instagram right, and Facebook of that as well. And when you talk about your boys, you're, of course, talking yes. about your beautiful dogs, Oscar and Prince. They are, they are <laughs> angels. Beautiful. Yeah, they are gorgeous. And they've also featured in our Harrington Gardens a, a collaboration Indeed. that we did with um, Ray Moon and uh, yeah so again all the Harrington Gardens pictures that you see on my Instagram they were styled and a lot of the furniture there is is by Joelle and again on our Graham Road that was the first collaboration that was that the did. first collaboration they actually did really well I love those pictures and I, I love, love the styling yeah. it was a very list minute don't so Nicole <laughs> call me 48 hours before it's like hey I've got this gorgeous apartment I would love for you to style for me can you do it and I was like yes so I literally okay carry furniture and moving things around in 48 hours to get this whole place set for Nicole. But it ended yeah. up looking really quite beautiful. It was stunning. And I've, I did that again with Harrington Gardens, didn't I? You did. <laughs> Should I give you a little more notice on the next one? Please do. It'll be nice. <laughs> yeah, well, I've got some down in Hoxton uh, coming soon. Oh, so, yeah, great. I need We do like a those. challenge, though. You know, yeah, those exactly. things are always kind of exciting and intriguing and it pushes the boundaries, you know. Uh, you just don't know what, what what's going to happen and how you're going to do it, you know, who's... Uh, you know, again, it's about connecting the dots. You know, you need flowers, you need books, you need rugs, you need cushions. You know, it's how to embrace the whole idea of creating something unique and memorable. I think that's something that we do very well. Yeah, and I, I do too. And I, the photo shoots that we've done together still are my absolute favourites. Thank you. And they, they've got magazine coverage and lots of press coverage. So I'm looking forward to furthering our collaboration in that regard. And there were other things, just going back to your Donna Karan 
time. Uh, there were other things that you learnt there, and we were talking just before we came on about your ethos towards... We were just commenting that I remember the name of your dog. That's right. You're very good. <laughs> and what I was, was it that impressed. you learned from, from your time there, and what did well, you teach was, your team? Um, just in line with this conversation is that uh, you know I've, I always love when people remember something about someone you know it can be a dog name it can be the niece name or the grandchild name or the husband you know I think when you touch people's heart in a very small way just by remembering a name of something that they love you create that, uh, that really unique and magical bond with clients you know I think what we did really well, Donna Karen, our clients were so loyal and still loyal to me today. It was this special touch. You know, we were friends of the clients. You know, we would do anything for them from um, getting something from China, from one of our stores around the world very quickly for the next day or sending a champagne when they know they're on holiday in the Maldives or, you know, getting a car for them to get back home because it's raining a lot or simply sending a card, you know, for their birthday or even the dog's birthday, you know, those kind of... <laughs> special touches and that's obviously something that you've taken forward into your your new business so just take us through uh, Casa Botello and what you've created there and and how you how you sort of morphed and moved into this area sure you know I mean the whole idea the, the first, my first idea was like okay I was looking for these very small little tables which I wanted to have them dotted around the house next to the bath next to the chair next to the sofa and I really couldn't find anything that was small enough and beautifully architecturally done in a way that would suit the project. So I came up with this idea of creating these martini tables, I call them today, or I call them now, uh, before and now. Uh, so there are six tables. They all uh, um, different geometric shapes, but they also name after a martini cocktail. So they all have like a personality, a story, it's something really cool. And that was my first collection. And from there, it went, you know, from strength to strength. Today, we have about 60 to 70 new, uh, well, uh, furniture designs on our uh, website. We sell globally uh, to people around the world. Uh, in fact, this last quarter, it's been totally uh, amazing in terms of sales. We've, uh, we've sold things to Russia, to Hong Kong, to America, to Corsica. Uh, it's just been amazing. Yeah, it's really... And it's all very luxury and high-end. And It really is indeed. You know, everything is really special. So let's say the, the just even the martini tables, it takes about five days to complete the, the, from, you know, the, the, the beginning to the end. Because, again, everything is very sharp line. So, too, you don't see any welding marks or anything, you know. And then, you know, there's a whole process that go from welding the pieces, you know, getting them a water jet so that you have this very, very clean lines. Then, you know, applying all this, the, the finishes and the surfaces and you know uh, all that takes a long time yeah i can imagine and where do you manufacture those? it's all made in britain is it yes. that's fantastic it is all the furniture is made in the uk we have a, we have a company that makes the the wooden furniture uh which is just outside london and then we have another company that makes the metal pieces which is in the midlands mm -hmm. um, but the accessories are made in india because uh, fortunately no one wants to make those small accessories Fiddly in small bits, quantities yeah. in yeah. the uk they want big numbers and we, we're just not there yet mm. and everything is, is custom it's bespoke so you order a table we'll make it for you so you can choose the finish the colors the details, even the height. You know, if you, if you like the martini tables, Bouchon, that one slide into my sofa, I need it a little bit higher. Uh, yeah, anything is possible. 
And what lines do you have now? So we have about 60 to 70 projects right now, uh, which is pretty amazing considering we've just been going for, I mean, we'll be three years in February. Um, and it keeps growing because every time I design something new, I come up with another idea and it turns into a whole collection. We have about 12 collections. Um, and something really cool that I create is that each collection is named after a god or goddess, uh, a Greek goddess uh, and so forth. So if you read this really cool inspiration and how do we come up with the designs you know there's a whole story behind everything we do and it's um yeah so that's that's going really well and most of them are manufactured here in the uk everything is made in the uk so all of our furniture uh which is either metal or wood and and it's all made in britain which i'm very proud of i love working with the guys here we did start in poland which was it wasn't great. Then we moved to Italy, um, which wasn't great. Uh, <laughs> and then I decided to work with the, with the manufacturers here. You know, it is a challenge. You know, it's always um, a learning curve. Um, and I've learned you can never leave your, your, your eggs in one basket. Uh, you always have to have, a, you know, um, some, some others that you can work with. Uh, because uh, some of them are like, okay, I love working with you. And then suddenly they're like, okay, the units are not as much as I thought. So they are already discarding you uh, and trying to find another person to work with. So, but yeah, it's great. It's great working with the guys here. Yeah, and you can keep a, a much I, stronger I, yes, eye on the, yes. the quality as well. When Absolutely. Right we just made a beautiful bed uh, for a client in Monaco, actually, which is being delivered this Friday. Um, so it was totally bespoke and actually sold that online at the First Tips website, which I was telling you, I don't know, if we've gone that yet but yeah um we saw this bed which is very luxury this client literally went online she chose the finish she chose the colors she chose the surfaces and it was voila i got this big order i was like whoa that's fantastic wow. uh, and that's from first dibs that was from first dibs yeah. i've never heard of them what is that yeah so first dibs is like a, a global machine they sell furniture they started with antiques and then they moved on to uh, contemporary furniture uh they now have fashion uh pretty much anything uh they have about one million people surfacing there uh, on their website a month um and i remember actually when i joined them you have to be invited to join them so they have to like your things so it's not something that any brand can go there. Yeah, it's very curated. Yes. So uh, first of all, I was thrilled that they invited me to be part of it. Uh, but then the, I remember the guy said, once you join First Tips, you'll never leave. <laughs> and it's true because it's a really it's a really great... I mean, it's, first of all, it looks beautiful, the website. Uh, and um, we literally have been doing really well on sales from Russia, uh, Monaco, uh, Corsica, Hong Kong, uh, America. It's a really great market for us. And it just keeps expanding. Wow, so that's on the retail side. That's yeah. where you're growing your your business. And what's uh, what does the future hold as far as wholesale and and just the future of your business? I think wholesale. I mean, we're doing uh, we do we do the shows. Uh, we just did a fantastic show in London, which was at a hundred percent design. We had a ten meters long stand, which was the biggest that we ever done. It was very impressive. It was very well received. Uh, and then we've launched our new concept, which is the boutique bedroom concept, which is was incredible I, I thought it was really beautifully made uh and uh we are working now with a couple of hotels that i wanted to do a, a rooms at la casa botelio which is fantastic one is in new york one's here in the uk um so working with interior designers i think something that we need to do more i think uh 
I'm still a one-band man, so I do anything from uh, design, retail, sales, wholesale. Um, I'm the driver. I'm the <laughs> delivery man. <laughs> Pretty much, we do. I do. I do everything. So, um, but it keeps it keeps me. Uh, keeps me in control but also it allows me to do a lot of things that I can't do because I have uh, uh, some sort of funds available to do a lot of PR a lot of advertising or sh the shows for itself they're very expensive those shows uh, but they're very important so people see that you are part of that industry you know and you're, you've done very well with the PR because I remember seeing your very first magazine cover which was Living Etc what three right. years ago now <laughs> yes three years ago Oh, that was yeah. absolutely stunning. And what what other covers and other coverage have you had since? Well, we had so many. We had well, we had a cover with Marie Claire Maison in France, which was beautiful. We had a cover with a gorgeous magazine in uh, South Korea, um, which is Casa Living. And then we had um, we had features in uh, Bridge for Design. We had features El Decoration, um, and so many different newspapers. You know, we we had a lot of a lot of great stuff out there the press lovers which is great i can understand why the press love you because it is very mm -hmm. vibrant it's beautiful it's different it's luxurious it's aspirational yeah now yeah, it really is you know i think we are trying to sell a look so which i think we talked about a little bit before it's called this masculine glamour look uh it's not ostentatious. it's not hard you know in fact many uh, mostly of my clients are women they really love it because there is that touch of glamour in anything we do. And I think when we're selling something, like when I come to see a client for a concept, it's really trying to sell the entire concept, you know. And it doesn't have to be all Casa Botelho. We really, like, we use a lot of uh, uh, different designers. And sometimes clients say to me, Jean, I've spent all my budget. I have <laughs> X, but we need mirrors, we need plants, yeah. we need flowers. And I said, don't worry, we'll make it work. Um, because sometimes, you know, Okay, people want beautiful chairs, but they might not want to sp spend so much money on a, on a bespoke mirror, which we do very beautiful, by the way. <laughs> I have no <laughs> doubt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's, again, thinking outside the box, you know, think, of, think about people, they, they do have budgets and sometimes you, you, you have to pull back and say, okay, how can I accomplish something beautiful within the budget that we have? Yeah, that, that sort of comes on to my next question, which is the theme of this podcast really is prolific, not perfect. It's about yeah. just getting things out there and not worrying about being perfect and not holding yourself back from perfection. But what you do really is is perfection. <laughs> it is. I am a perfectionist. Really? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, one of the things outside the box, you know, there's a lot of times that things don't go, you know, yeah. you, you were in the business, you know, things don't go uh, the way that you expected. I think I, I was touching base a little about this show that we are setting yeah, up this what year. Happened? And the contractors never showed up. Oh. So we were we were there eight in the morning and it was one o'clock, they didn't show up. So I had to think outside the box. So we had these huge tiles. They were fifteen kilos each. They were beautiful by a brand called Decorum S, which we work really close with them in our furniture. Uh, and they had bought these tiles for their show specifically to so we could showcase them. I had beautiful wallpapers from Arte that had to be installed. Anyway, we had to say, okay, what are we gonna do? Let's try to find someone that, that can help you to put those styles down, uh, which was very hard because it was a very last minute. I don't know, did I call you for that? No, you didn't. No, no I you, should have. You should have called me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we found someone that helped us, but it was such a huge job. We had literally like six hours to finish this. Um, so we, we've started to laying this, this big tiles on the floor. Um, obviously, 
it was very hard because the floors needed to be layered correctly and lined and so forth. And then we ha I had to find someone to just paint the walls instead of the wallpaper because we really didn't have enough time. No, the next right. morning we had loads of furniture arriving and then literally we had to get it ready for the following day. So, but you know, at the end of it, everything looked beautiful. You know, the tiles were not perfect, but you know what? We lived with it. Yeah, and people don't really notice. I think it's it's you because you're a perfectionist. You notice the yes. little details, whereas unless you'd pointed it out to most people, they're not going to notice. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I think I've learned a lot about this the the detail part of it. I actually learned in Harvard Nichols when I was a waiter, uh, which was my first job here in the UK. I worked at a fifth floor restaurant, which was like you know the like creme de la creme. We had like people like you no know, Lady Die. We had then Jenny Likert, John Bon Jovi, you name it, and it was all about perfection you know the tables had to be laid like the symmetry was incredible you know how to lay I've learned how to lay the, the tables you know how to serve food how to serve wine or even learn about food and cooking I remember we had to really know the menu from inside out and that was like so tough because it was so much in the menu that we had to, to know and you know uh, and that really gave me a really good school to go back to retail because I was like, wow, you know, this this is how you do it. Yeah, that's right. And with some, well, where are you from, first of all? I'm from Brazil. Yes. So yeah, I'm from a town called Belo Horizonte, mm -hmm. which is in the southwest of uh, southeast of Brazil. Uh, it's about five million people. So yeah, yeah, it's a big town. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and your husband is French. He is French. Yes. Yeah, his uh, Laurent is from a, a town called Epinal, which is in Alsace. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So a French and a Brazilian living in London. Absolutely. <laughs> and tell me, when you were 16 years old, what did you want to do when you grew up? <laughs> when I was 16, I actually started working with, uh, I was 15 when I started working. I worked in a bank, believe me or not. <laughs> I was behind the tills counting money mm -hmm. uh, and then do the, the admin for each till. Um, and I did that for a couple of years. And then um, when I was about 17, I realized that I wanted to go to work for retail. So uh, I actually kept kept two jobs going. So I used to work, I used to study in the morning and work uh, in, in a store in the afternoon and work in the bank in the evening. So I worked very, very hard when, since I was very young. And, um, and then after a few years, I realized that I love retail. And I remember there was this beautiful shops they were opening in, in my town. And uh, I had no, ex I had a little bit of experience, but I was like, okay, they're never going to give me this job. These stores were like, they, they looked like hangers, airport hangers. They were beautiful. So I remember I walked in and I asked this lady, I said, listen, I, and I don't have much experience, but I would love to, um, to work for your brand. And then she's like, oh, we're looking for pretty faces like you. <laughs> and then I got the job. And then from there, I went just from strength to strength, from strength to strength, yeah. And you were talk talking about earlier about the struggles of, of business and yeah. how you are everything. And I, I know what you mean. I'm HR, I'm, I'm the accountant, I'm everything, yeah. the, the bookkeeper. I, I, well, yeah, no, I've yeah. got booking him now, but you have to do everything. And what advice do you have people who are, what advice do you have for people who are considering quitting their nine to five job and jumping into business? Do it. I would say do it. And it was the best thing I've ever done. I think it takes courage because, of course, you have to pay bills. Uh, luckily, I have a husband that was very supportive. And um, and, and in a way, we, you know, I had some cash that I could start the business uh, um, when I left Donna, Karen. So, um, you know, you kind of have to make sure you can take care of yourself because, you know, you don't want to end up not being able to pay your, you know, get food or pay your rental and so forth. But if you have the, if you have the idea... 
I would say uh, go for it. You know, I've spoken to a lot of people about it. Some some of my friends actually today they dropped they they left their jobs and they have their own business, and that's uh, that's the, with you know people that I've spoke with, and then you've inspired them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I would say definitely do it. You know, it's durable. You can do it. It takes a lot of you know. It's it's not nine to five every day. It's really every day of the week, and there's no time. You know, I'm replying to emails in the evening. I'm replying. I get up at six in the morning. I work Saturday. I work Sundays. Sometimes, pop, are you sure you want to come on Saturday? I say, yes, I'm sure I want to come on Saturday because no one else is going to do for you. No, that's right. It's ultimately your business. Yeah. And whether you succeed or fail is down to you and your Absolutely. Efforts. And if you wanted to succeed, you have to work extra hours. And what does success look like to you? Success? Now, things are looking pretty good. <laughs> you know, we're expanding. Uh, well, last year, we tripled our sales from the f- from our first year, which was really incredible. This year, I think our sales are up 15-20%, uh, which is, um, that's just for the the retail side, which is the furniture, which is really amazing. Uh, and I think in a climate like we are today, you know, people are asking themselves twice, uh, do I need that chair? Do I need extra cushions? You know, sometimes I go to clients with cushions and it's like, oh my God, he will have, the husband's always looking at me, so we have more cushions coming, I can't believe it. Uh, <laughs> but you can never have enough cushions. So. Never. <laughs> You know, Look, it's thank like you. a jewelry. You can never, you always need it. No, you always need more sparkle. Yeah. And your things really are just stunningly beautiful. I think you could have seasonal cushions. Oh, definitely. I'm all about seasons. I mean, our house changed from season to season. That's for sure. You just changed <laughs> it, didn't you? <laughs> I did. We will definitely put up pictures of Joelle's house on my Instagram and links um, on Facebook and Instagram because your house is just spectacular. Thank you. Thank I you. I really yes. would love your and house. We have a seasonal throw, seasonal cushions, seasonal flowers, seasonal books. Because all those things, you know, if you want changes and if you don't have, you don't have enough uh, budget for it, those small le- details they really make a beautiful change in your house. You know, yeah. it's the adding color, adding flowers, and it doesn't have to be real flowers. Uh, flowers. Abigail Hearn has fantastic fake flowers, um, and I have them in my house. And they, and no one thinks they are fur, but they are actually. Uh, so. I've got them in my house too. <laughs> <laughs> but I really need to get you over to my house. You need Absolutely. to see it. I don't think you've been there yet. No, no. I'm I need for help. Invitation. Yeah, well, I'll I saw come pictures over for of your party last night. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> no, please come over and have a glass of champagne and help me with one of my rooms. Definitely. I need cushions. <laughs> Definitely. Joelle, thank you so much for joining thank me today. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's, it's just, it's fascinating what you do. It's beautiful. It's so visually pleasing and satisfying. As my daughter said, it's just so satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What you do. So, look, please, any comments that you have, any uh, likes, anything that you have, please let us know. And I'll put all the details of Joel and his beautiful Casa Botello and uh, all his ranges up online. And do follow him on Instagram. Casa Botello. Yes, exactly. So, thank you very much. Thank you, Nicole. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Prolific Not Perfect podcast with me, Nicole Bremner. Please do show us some love, like, comment, share. And subscribe all over at NicoleBremner.com. And while you're there, subscribe to our newsletter and keep up to date with our latest news and events. Thank you very much.